0: We're turning the word of God today to the book of Isaiah and to chapter 49. Isaiah and chapter 49. Listen, O isles, unto me, and hearken, ye people from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name, and he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand hath he hid me, and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver hath he hid me, and said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have laboured in vain, I have spent my strength for naught, and in vain. Yet surely my judgment is with the Lord, and my work with my God. And now, saith the Lord, that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him, though Israel be not gathered. Yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, and his holy one, to him whom man despiseth, to him whom the nation abhorreth, to a servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship worship, because of the Lord that is faithful, and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. Thus saith the Lord, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and In a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant of the people to establish the earth, to cause, to inherit the desolate heritages, that thou mayest say to the prisoners, Go forth, to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways, and their pastures shall be in all high places. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. Behold, these shall come from far, and lo, lo these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinim. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, For the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Thy children shall make haste, thy destroyers, and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. Lift up thine eyes round about, and behold, all these gather themselves together and come to thee. As I live, saith the Lord, thou shalt surely clothe thee with them all as with an ornament, and bind them on thee as a bride doeth. For thy white waste and thy desolate places and the land of thy destruction shall even now be too narrow by reason of the inhabitants, and they that swallowed thee up shall be far away. The children which thou shalt have after thou hast lost the other shall say again in thine ears, The place is too straight for me. Give place to me that I may dwell. Then shalt thou say in thine heart, Who hath begotten me these? seeing I have lost my children and am desolate, a captive and removing to and fro, and who hath brought up these? Behold, I was left alone. These, where have they been? Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles, set up my standard to the people, and they shall bring thy sons in their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders, And kings shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth, and lick up the dust of thy feet. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord. For they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with thee, and I will save thy children. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh. They shall be drunken with their own blood, as with sweet wine. And all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Saviour, and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Amen. We thank the Lord for this reading of his word. We trust that it might be a great inspiration to us this day. Let's unite our hearts again in prayer and ask the lord's help father we come before thee again this day and we thank thee that we are able to come to him who hath made such prophecies as these we thank thee lord as we look upon the world in these days we see so much of the fulfillment of these things in that thou hast sent forth among the gentiles to bring of them children unto thyself lord that we are the children of the lord and that Even the Lord Jesus Christ himself is called the Mighty Father. And, Father, we thank thee that we are gathered unto him. Lord, we pray that thou bless us even as we gather unto uh, the Shiloh who should come. Lord, we thank thee for the blessings which are found in him. Bless us this day, we pray thee, as once again we open up the scriptures. We pray, Father, that we might look into these things which are written, that we might find there a comfort for our souls. And a comfort for others also who might be seeking such comfort from us, Lord, that we might turn them to the word of God, Lord, that they might know the fullness of the blessing of the Lord. So hear us then, we ask thee, continue with us this morning in the Saviour's precious and worthy name. Amen. I want to consider with you the words which come from verse 13 uh, through to the end of verse 16. So verse 13, sing O ye heavens and be joyful O earth and break forth into singing O mountains for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said the Lord hath forsaken me and my Lord hath forgotten me. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Thy children shall make haste. The destroyers and they that make thee waste shall go forth of thee. That's one verse too many, but never mind. Uh, We come before the Lord then to consider the words of this uh, portion of Scripture. I want to really begin with verse 14 here uh, because I want to see, first of all, the dismay of the people Uh, secondly we will look at the declaration of the Lord and thirdly the determination of the Lord the dismay of the people but Zion said the Lord hath forsaken me and my Lord hath forgotten me here is something which perhaps may come upon our own hearts at certain times times, perhaps, when we have strayed into sin, uh, where we have taken hold of the world, it has filled our minds and our hearts and drawn us away from the blessedness which once we knew in the Lord. We know the words of the hymn writer who says, where is the blessedness I knew when first I knew the Lord? Where is the soul-refreshing view of Jesus and his word? And we recognize that there are times uh, when we can have been distracted by the world, where we can have been drawn away of the world uh, because of the lusts which dwell in our own hearts. James tells us it's not the world uh, so much as the lust which is in us, which causes us to sin and to fall away from the Lord. Uh, The world is the same for all, as I've said on a number of occasions now, uh, but not everybody is taken by every distraction. Uh, Some people would go after one thing, other people would go after uh, some other thing. uh, But it doesn't make any difference, does it? Because the actual issue is the fact that we have departed from the Lord. It's not so much about what we have followed after, not so much about what has taken our heart, but the fact that our heart has been taken, which is the issue. And we might come then and consider that the Lord, because of our sin, hath forsaken us, and that the Lord has forgotten us. As for the dismay of this people in Isaiah, perhaps, first of all, because of apostasy. Because they had departed from the Lord. Uh, we have recognized recently how that the scripture so often speaks about uh, the, the plight of the people of God as being like an adultery. How that they have left their husband, which is the Lord, and they had followed after uh, others and committed adultery with the, with the idols of the nations round about. And how that their hand uh, had been moved away from that which the Lord had called them to. In Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 4, if we just look there for a moment, we will see how that the Lord had given them everything, and yet they had not stayed with him. So, uh, perhaps verse 3, oh, Now, O oh, inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. The vineyard, of course, being the people of God. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. It, it had gone away from the Lord. It had uh, committed adultery with the with the nations round about. It had forgotten the things of God. And because of apostasy and because of the state of the nation at that time, they might so easily come and say, The Lord hath forsaken me. My Lord hath forgotten me. And, and rightly so. They, they, they would be right to think that that would be the natural uh, result, if, it, if the Lord had been a man, uh, if the Lord had been like us, uh, an earthly ruler, he might well have done so. Uh, but here the Lord is saying he has not forgotten his people. And then not just the dismay of the people because of the apostasy which abounded around them, but also because of God's anger. Uh, the Lord was certainly angry with them, and we read through this. Book of Isaiah, and we read in Jeremiah, and we read uh, in uh, others of the of the uh, prophets how the Lord was angry with them, that they would go into captivity, that the Lord would not hear them. Uh, also, the Scripture says, uh, except they come in repentance, uh, uh, this I will hear if they repent. The Lord says, but I'm not going to hear them otherwise. And there comes the point where the anger of the Lord is such that He says, even if even if Samuel was there, even if Daniel was there. Uh, Even if these great men were there, still you would go and still you would be punished uh, for the iniquity of the land. And the anger of the Lord was upon them. And, uh, you know, we can be so taken up with with this fear of the anger of God because of our departure from the presence of the Lord uh, that it is that, that very thing which keeps us back from blessing, from taking hold of the Lord. I often think of that verse which says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Perhaps sometimes we exalt the iniquity of our hearts above the grace of God. But the scripture says, Where where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Sometimes we are so taken up with how great our sin is that we think that God's grace and God's power and God's salvation is not enough to deal with our sin. Our sin is greater than God, in other words. Can that be? Is that a possibility? That we can sin in such a way that God cannot forgive it? We realize that there are sins which can be committed. The sin against the Holy Ghost, the scripture speaks. But that is a rejection of of the very work of God it's a rejection of his presence it's a rejection of his work to save us and of course if we reject him then there is no salvation apart from him there was a island in the South Pacific Eromango which was reported on the BBC actually I've got a picture of their report on the internet there (coughs) Uh, and it was because uh, of uh, the Reverend John Williams, who was a, mi- a missionary who went out uh, to the South, uh, South Sea Islands uh, to bring the gospel to them. And uh, he-, he went to this particular uh, place, Eromango, which is one of those islands. And when he arrived there, he was attacked, uh, him and another uh, minister with him, as they came to the shore. And he was killed there. And uh, they were cannibals. And so they killed him, and they took him, and they ate him. Uh, and uh, then uh, very much later, of course, just in 2009, I think this, this report was, um, we read here, a man whose great-great-grandfather was killed and eaten by cannibals has taken part in a unique reconciliation event in the South Pacific. The president of Vanuatu, Iolo uh, e- Johnson, I think it's Iolo, it could be Lolo, I think it's Iolo Johnson-Abeel, told BBC it was a very important event for the country as a whole where Christianity is now strong. He said some people from Eramango feel the island has been under a kind of curse because of killing missionaries. Since we claim to be a Christian country, he says, it is very important that we have reconciliation like this. Eramango needs it very much. People always look upon them that killed a missionary, that they killed a missionary. They think that it is a sort of curse on the Erimango, and that's why it's very important for them to have this reconciliation. So the Reverend John uh, Williams was this minister who went out to preach the gospel in the South Sea Islands. Uh, he had seen uh, many people turn to the Lord, and in fact, uh, just that very statement there in this, uh, in this report, uh, this Country now uh, is considered to be a Christian country since we claim to be a Christian country and where Christianity is now strong. What a blessing that was and and something, of course, we don't hear very often. Uh, I didn't see this on the news, but it was uh, just a report as I searched it. But, you know, here here was the fear. The the fear was that God had forsaken them, that the Lord has forgotten them. And although that didn't run obviously through everyone if it was a Christian country, yet nevertheless it still played upon their minds. And we can have sins that we have committed in the past play upon our minds for such a long time afterwards that we lose the blessing of God because we are not expecting the blessing of God nor asking for the blessing of God. The dismay of the people then, the Lord hath forsaken me and my Lord hath forgotten me. And also because of apathy because of apathy and there, there is so much apathy in, in Israel at this time remember what Elijah said that he was the only one left and the Lord said I've yet 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal but such apathy amongst a, a nation which has seen so much blessing and you we, we we wonder how that can be and yet we are seeing exactly the same thing in this country uh, we see the apathy of this country in a, in a country which has known so much blessing. Uh, the blessing of the Lord has been upon us. And rather than uh, see that blessing and give thanks to that, for that blessing, uh, the, the country seems to be turning in upon itself. Where uh, I question where uh, so much of this comes from, whether it is uh, nefarious sources which are stirring up this uh, naval gazing and self-searching for things which happened uh, centuries ago, Uh, while there is still slavery in this world. And that slavery is not being dealt with, uh, but the slavery of uh, 200 years ago is in the minds of everybody and and, and indeed in more more separation and, and distrust than there was before it all began. Well, here again, the apathy of the people... Is the problem, and those who are hearing the word. And remember that, as I have said before, when when Isaiah is preaching, who is hearing? Who is it that he is actually speaking to here? He is speaking to those who will hear him. And the Lord always speaks to those who will hear him. Now I'm speaking today, but who am I speaking to? Well, I'm speaking to people who are gathered in the church. The people who are outside the church and are hearing. They don't want to come in, they don't want to hear, and so they don't hear it. So the blessing of the Lord is upon those who will hear him. And here once again, as Isaiah preaches, he preaches to those who will hear, them. He hear him. He warns those who will not hear. Uh, they cannot say it wasn't said, but they refuse to hear it. But those who will hear him, those he comforts. And here the comfort comes to us once again. So here, as the apathy of the country is all around, the Lord says, Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? And here is the the simile then which he makes here. This declaration of the Lord, that though they may may forget, yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands." Thy walls are continually before me. So he uses this simile of the, of the child. And of course, we have a, uh, a new addition to our congregation here today. And uh, we welcome Jack amongst us uh, today and, and trust the Lord's blessing will be upon him. But can a woman forget her sucking child? Uh, I presume that Jenny has brought Jack with her today and not left him uh, behind. There he is. <laughs> so we, we give thanks uh, for that blessing. But the Lord says, well, they may forget. They may forget. In fact, there was something in the news just the other day. I saw of a, uh, a video of a woman walking past a, a dumpster, as they call it in America, and chucking a baby in it. And the baby was found uh, alive, but she threw the baby in a dumpster, in a bag. And, and how can that be? I mean, in the past, we have heard of some who perhaps will bring that child and set them on the doorstep of a, a charity somewhere and with a note saying, please look after this little one, I can't look after them. But to throw him in a dumpster, that, that seems a, a strange thing. The Lord says, "Yea, they may forget. Yet will I not forget thee. In fact, just going back to the uh, Reverend uh, uh, John Williams, who we mentioned before, uh, who was slain and eaten by cannibals in the South Sea Islands. Uh, he also worked in Tahiti and saw many people come to the Lord in Tahiti in those days. And this is recorded of him in a book of anecdotes about uh, certain missionaries in, the, in those days, in the early 1800s. Uh, and it says this, The Reverend John Williams... Uh, on on one occasion, was called upon to visit the wife of a chief who was dying. Uh, The wife was dying, not the chief. She had professed Christianity for many years, had learned to read and write, and was an active teacher in the adult school. On his entering her apartment, she called out, Servant of God, come and tell me what I must do. On inquiring the cause of her distress, she said, I'm about to die, I'm about to die, my sins, my sins. Mr. Williams then inquired what the particular sins were which she so greatly distressed her when she exclaimed, Oh, my children, my murdered children, I am about to die and I shall meet them at the judgment seat of Christ. Upon this, the missionary inquired how many she had destroyed and to his astonishment she replied, I have destroyed about 16 and now I am about to die. After frequent visits, Mr. Williams by the blessing of God tranquilized her troubled spirit as he and others did much to bring by the gospel an end to this heathen practice Uh, the babies which were unwanted were killed I don't know whether they were eaten uh, as they were cannibals at that time but uh, certainly they were killed and we are amazed that these things went on in this world and John Williams, of course, took the, the gospel there. and Many people were saved. This woman, for one, um, I have a picture of John Williams, actually, which I was going to put up. So there he is. as a painting, uh, which was, was done of him. And that's a depiction of him being killed by the, uh, by the, the natives of the island uh, there also, uh, which has uh, been remembered. So he, here he is. He is preaching this gospel, which can change this, this heathen practice of babies which were unwanted just being killed and now she is coming to the end of her life and she is afraid she could indeed forget her sucking child and others also there were many and the the whole of that anecdote goes on speaks about others who had done the same we think this is a a terrible thing and yet we look at our own country and the same thing goes on in this country of course, it's all uh, sanitized and away from people's eyes and, and it made excuses for. It's not quite uh, the religious uh, way of doing things as, as uh, it, it, it perhaps was in those days in those South Sea Islands. But nevertheless, can a, a woman forget? Yes, she may forget. But the Lord says, though she may forget, I will not forget. I will not forget thee. I will not forget thee. Of course, the point here is that the Lord is saying, you know... I, I can use all kinds of these, these, these similes and, and metaphors and there's always some way of getting around them and saying, well, oh, the, the Lord has forsaken me, the Lord has forgotten me and the Lord says that can a woman forget her sucking child and, and I actually know someone, somebody could say, who did forget their sucking child, so yes, the Lord can forget but the Lord wants to make it very clear that, well, she may forget but I will not forget thee. I will not forget thee. Here is the statement then of the Lord. I will not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Here is the security which is found then in the Lord. The security of the Lord uh, that he has them upon the palms of his hands. Uh, And what are these hands? These are the hands which give forth the blessings. We read together from that 92nd Psalm. If I can find it again. Yes, 92nd Psalm and in verse uh, uh, 4. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I I will triumph in the works of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Here are the hands which give forth the blessing to the people. And the Lord says, when I open my hands to pour forth the blessing upon my people, I see you graven on the palms of my hands. I will not forget thee. Every time my hand is opened, I have you graven there. It's interesting, sometimes in prayer, very often in prayer, in fact, uh, we might use the word uh, for the blessing of the Lord, asking that the Lord put his hand upon this situation. I may have said this recently, getting old now, uh, but I may have said this recently, but when you search through the scripture for the hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord is usually, uh, apart from one or two verses like this one, which I managed to find, usually when the hand of the Lord is, is open, it is that hand which is a hand of judgment, but again, here, every time the Lord would open his hand to judgment, there are the names of his people written upon his hands. And he withholds his hands. And his judgment is meted. And his judgment is gentle. And his gent- judgment it is uh, uh, kept to that which will restore and will strengthen and will be a blessing. So there is a love in the heart of the Lord for us, for you. I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Of course, the ungodly do not recognize the hands of the Lord. They do not consider the hands of the Lord. In that same chapter of Isaiah, in chapter 5, we read also, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. And the harp, and the vial, and the tabret, and the pipe, and the wine are in their feasts. But they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. They don't consider his hands. They are given to the lusts of the flesh. They are given to the flesh, whose God is their belly, whose end is destruction. What terrible words. But when we... Turn away from the Lord and we disregard Him, we have no security. We have no security. It brings us to that earlier verse where we began. It brings us just to that point where we say, The Lord hath forsaken me and my Lord hath forgotten me. Or well, we need to turn to the Lord and know that He is gracious, that He is long suffering, and that He will deliver us. And here is the determination of the Lord then. He says, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Thy children shall make haste. Thy destroyers and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. And we continue to read through this chapter and we saw the children which are mentioned. And they are children which replace the lost children. And it says then in verse 21, Then shalt thou say in thy heart, Who hath begotten me these, seeing I have lost my children and them desolate, a captive and removing to and fro? And who hath brought up these? Behold, I was left alone. These, where had they been? And thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles and set up my standard to the people and shall bring thy sons in their arms. And thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. And the kings shall be thy nursing fathers and their queens thy nursing mothers. And shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth. Here are the children. The children who have come. And we think back to that illustration of, of John Williams and the woman, the chief's wife, who was in such terror as she came to her death be, uh, death moment. And how that she had destroyed so many of her own children. And yet... We have read also from a BBC report, strangely enough, that now it is a place where Christianity is strong. It's a Christian country, and the blessing of the Lord was upon it. And we might ask of this woman who, though she had committed such sins, we read was, had learned to read and write. It was an active teacher in the adult school. And we wonder how many she had preached the gospel to. And we wonder how many had come to the Lord through her testimony. And we wonder how the Lord may still use that testimony today. The children which were lost, well, the Lord knew about them. And the children which were brought, well, the Lord knew about them also. We commit our way unto the Lord. The Lord is able to turn around the iniquity of our hearts. The Lord is able to do mighty things. Of course, in here, we have the promised, uh, the prophesied Saviour. Uh, we begin this very chapter uh, concerning the Saviour. Uh, and uh, we, we really read, perhaps, the words of the Saviour himself in verse 2. He hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. Uh, we read of the, uh, of the sharp two-edged sword which goeth forth out of his mouth in Revelation, don't we? In the book of Revelation. And he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand hath he hid me. And made me a polished shaft. In his quiver hath he hid me. And said unto me thou art my servant O Israel. In whom I will be glorified. Here goes forth this servant then. The servant the Lord Jesus Christ. In an acceptable day. In an acceptable time have I heard thee. In a day of salvation I have helped thee. The Lord goes forth. And in verse 26, the very last verse of the chapter, it says in those last two lines, And all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Saviour, and thy Redeemer, thy kinsman Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob, the prophesied Saviour. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who has died upon the cross to forgive us our sins, who has cleansed us with his own precious blood, and will we reject him? Will we continue to say, the Lord hath hath forsaken me and the Lord hath forgotten me? A prophesied saviour, the saviour has come. We trust in him and a promised seed. The Lord is able to save even yet in this country, in this district. And our prayer needs to be, Lord, use me. Lord, draw me unto thyself that I might love thee and serve thee and accept thee, and accept that which you have done for me, and that I might preach that same gospel to those who have need. Oh, May the Lord bless us, as we remember that he will not forget us, though a woman may forget her sucking child, that closest of bonds may be broken, but the bond of the Lord with his people will never be broken. Is our motto text, isn't it, for this year. Uh, that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. May the Lord bless us as we seek to never leave him nor forsake him either.